Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Scottish Liberty Podcast with me, Anthony Samroff, and myself, Tom Lear. And we've got a special guest today, Rick Story, also known as That Libertarian Chap. And you can find him on his YouTube channel, That Libertarian Chap. Uh, how are you, Rick? I'm okay, thank you. I've just re uh, recently returned to the UK. Uh, very happy to be back. So tell us a little bit about where you were and what you were doing. Yeah, I was teaching English in Bodrum in Turkey. Um, my wife is uh, Turkish, uh, part Albanian, uh, part Kurdish. And uh, we had a honeymoon in Bodrum oh, and uh, I love it there. I kind of left my heart there. So I always wanted to return. You can see all the Greek islands. It's a really beautiful part of the world. So yeah, it was lovely to be there. And you attended uh, some interesting libertarian events while you were there too. Yeah, that is the, the home of Hans Hermann Hopper's uh, Property and Freedom Society conference uh, at a hotel. Uh, I befriended the, the manager of that hotel, uh, Jay. He's a lovely guy, a hardcore anarcho-capitalist, uh, representing, okay. representing Mises Institute in, uh, in Turkey, I believe. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, Really lovely time so how, to do that. How, how relatively easy is it to talk about uh, to libertarianism in Turkey? I mean, is it, we get sometimes we get the impression that Turkey is quite oppressive, but uh, is, is that accurate? I'm going to say no. Um, I think if you want to criticise uh, the leader Erdogan, um, then yes, uh, that 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 could be that could be difficult. He's a, a very um, strong uh, nationalistic uh, leader, a bit you know Putin Putin style, whether you like it or love it. Uh, but actually, I mean, discussing pretty much anything in Turkey is perfectly acceptable. You can discuss, um, you know, all the things that are taboo, like uh, IQ right. or, or race or, you know, things we were chatting about before or um, okay. uh, always different ideas. Uh, no malice intended. I mean, you, don't, you can just talk about these things very openly, you know, like drinking tea with a neighbor. Um, right. Mm. Uh, so it's actually very free to be able to talk about um, everything. So in, some ways, so in some ways, less oppressive than the UK. <laughs> in some ways, less oppressive. Uh, it depends yeah, where you're coming from. I think that's quite an interesting point because in, as libertarians, we can tend mm. to think about the state as top down and obviously its apparent manifestation is. But actually, most of the enforcement is horizontal. You know, most yes. of the most of the what limits your freedom in your life is what the people around you will say if you do this Absolutely. what the, what I, I think you know that actually reminds me of an Iran novel saying that you know a lot of the a lot of the enforcement especially in the fountainhead is people around the protagonists and how they they will yes. respond and I think that's a yeah. good observation because no one is really going to very likely grab you and arrest you and throw you in prison, but people around you will attack you for having anti-state views. And even people who are very critical of the government will jump to the government's defence when it comes yes. to their favourite pet programmes or functions of government. You know, they claim to be um, radical. They claim to be critical of existing power structures yeah but we have a love-hate relationship with the state because in many cases they love it and it's yeah. one, one of the ways that the state manages to pull pull off 
the atrocities it does is by keeping one set of pets on the left and a, a, another set of pets on the right and just get them to to fight each mm. other meanwhile you try Absolutely. and get as, as many people working for the public sector as possible and they'll be your attack <laughs> dogs and then as many people dependent on handouts whether exactly. it's uh, the welfare state or their free education which they want or their free health care or their free anything as soon as you're giving people something out for free that they want to take advantage of, then when your your privilege gets attacked, then release the hands, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is like that. I mean, the, the, the state, a state system of government mm. is basically a, a cartel. It's, it's a, a, a mafia-style organization. Um, and it, yeah, of course, it's designed to make people uh, dependent on. It. I mean, the, the basic function of a state is to create a judicial monopoly, and then force you through taxation to to pay for that service uh, alone. Yeah. Uh, every everything else uh, stems from that basically, and they legitimize okay. themselves. Um, but like, like you say, you get people dependent on it. You give people an ideology. They they, they really uh, believe in the state. Um, they they really um, would feel uh, weak. Uh, they, they feel as though they would be disadvantaged without a state. And so, primarily out of fear, uh, in a kind of weird Freudian sense, they they need to have this authority figure over them. Um, you know, roughing out some money out of them, you know, being strong and powerful. And, and they, they kind of feel safe uh, cowering behind behind the bully in a way. But yeah. what you said there was you really hit the nail on the head. Um, it's like this, especially with, with the left, I, I think, you know, the current uh, PC culture that, that, that we have. Um, people police each other. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, what, it's what we do. We do that in order to feel safe. There's, there's you know, evolutionary reasons that we do that. Is to keep the group safe. Mm. Um, that's why we, you know, uh, particularly uh, women. I'm not going to be sexist here, but you know, there's an evolutionary reason for that. Uh, women will engage in in gossiping. That's very important. Mm. It was important for their survival. Uh, we, power sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 We we break each other's balls as a joke, you know, to kind of yeah. toughen each other up. But you know, if some guy starts. Um, you know, kind of been a bit too, bit too weak, a bit too weird, whatever. You know, we ostracize them. Hmm. We get them out of the group. We don't want to have them watching our backs. You know, when we're fighting a saber-toothed tiger or whatever it would have yeah. been. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so there's there's reasons for that. And as libertarians, we can't say that enough. We ostracize, we police each other, and that's an argument against the state, surely, hmm. because you know we all want peace as a market for. Mm. judicial services protection of private property rights we all want that uh, you know uh, people are generally good mm. it's a very small percentage of people who are sociopaths mm. uh, so uh, you, you know we, we we should point that out we should be pointing that out um, as an argument against the state uh, mm. rather yeah, than just you saying mm, you don't on, want sorry. those policing impulses to be channeled through the state, you know, uh, an institution yeah. with yeah. masses of power, the mon monopoly on force, the military, um, the ability to pass laws, the ability to shut people in jail. If we've got those impulses to police each other, then let you know, let us do it privately. Let's not the um, yeah. the the um, same impulses be kind of channeled through 
Yeah. Uh, an institution. So yeah, uh, Anthony's flatmate just absolutely. brought a smoothie into the room there and it kind of totally yeah, distracted totally him. Distracted me. <laughs> um, so sorry, it kind of threw me off. So on that sub uh, leading on from that, if you if you've got anything to add, do go on and then perhaps you can tell us about our your the article that you wrote for the Libertarian Alliance on what mm. libertarianism is and what it is not. Well, I suppose it links in quite nicely because my article was about um, what libertarianism is and it, it, it's, it's pretty much just the, the rule of law, the absolute uh, rule of law, not the kind of inconsistent ways we've had it uh, throughout European uh, history. Um, but um, The natural law, or, or mm. if you could call it that, is that... Um, yeah, in a way, I mean, it, it, it has been that. I mean, natural law theory uh, occupied that that position. Um, but uh, I think really it, it can just be any uh, rationally discovered um, system of social norms. Okay. Uh, what 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 can you what what can we determine is universally applicable and then unconditional? Because of course, you know, when the, when the state uh posits a right to people and they mm -hmm. say oh we will allow you to have this right that uh, pos that system of positive law legislation uh that's never universally applicable and it's never unconditional so yeah. perfect example uh if you look at some of the the european uh, human rights for instance uh so freedom of speech okay um do I have freedom of speech in a library or a cinema? No, right. it's, it's not unconditional. The only thing we can determine is universally applicable uh, and unconditional is the, the, the negative right to basically just be left alone. Property rights, basically, pro private property rights. That, that's the only thing. Um, anything else has to come from some group forcing a system of morality on mm -hmm. other people, basically. Um, that's pretty much what legislation is. So I think as libertarians, and that's what my article was about, and it's kind of what we were talking about before, it's really yeah. important that we distinguish libertarianism is a theory of law. Mm. It's a theory of law, basically. Um, and everything else aside from that is, is morality. So when some libertarians try to say, Oh well, um, libertarianism is is really synonymous with egalitarianism, or they start trying to bring some other moral ideas, their moral philosophy into it. They're kind of misrepresenting uh, what libertarianism is fundamentally, and okay. that's what the article's about. Mm. Right, I hear right. you. No, I was going. You carry on if you. Yeah, please. <laughs> right. It's, what I was going to say is, um, you you touched on uh, property rights and being left alone. How would that fit, yeah. with, for example, somebody's idea of a right to privacy? What? How would I mean? How mm. would you feel about that? Do you have a right to privacy? Oh well, it, it, I, mm, that almost kind of gets into the intellectual property argument as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a very good question. I don't think I've thought enough about it, but um, my view of um, privacy would be that. Mm, you, if you have your information um, contained within uh, private devices um, uh, or, you know, within, within your home, 
yeah. no, you know, from where can someone then derive the right to enter into your home, electronically or otherwise, doesn't matter, um, yeah. to then basically seize that information from you? Yeah. Um, you know, where, of course, they claim yeah. it's for the greater good. Mm -hmm. uh, the way state systems of law developed initially was, um, you know, the church said that the king had a duty to maintain uh, the peace, the king's peace, yeah. uh, so the, the public good. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, they're basically still doing the same thing. They're saying, oh, it's, yeah. for, it's for the greater good. You know, but, uh, you know, from which deity are they deriving this right to, mm -hmm. uh, to do that? How can they rationally uh, justify it? And, of course, they can't. Mm. Um, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's with information, but what about something of a, a grayer area? I don't want to spend too much time, mm. but let's see. No, no, go on. Current, currently, we have legislation that says you cannot, for example, take photographs from, pri from uh, public property into private mm. property. So if you're in public land and you manage to get up a tree and take pictures into somebody's back garden, where do we where, where do we stand there on, on privacy rights and property rights? Should should the state be able to say, well, you can't take pictures of Tony Blair or you know mm. or David Cameron if they're on their own property? Mm. Very interesting. I think um, I would take the angle of uh, as a quite notable article written by Murray Rothbard. Okay. Uh, on air pollution it was primarily but the principles right. he raises in that the points he makes in that are you know very applicable legally you know for everything i think for, for libertarians um i i think um where there's um an invasion into um someone else's property you have to understand where, where you know whether that is um harmful uh, right. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Um, so I mean, his point was with the air pollution. Um, it, it, it could be completely harmless, negligible, um, yeah. you know, of no uh, consequence uh, at all. Um, just like, you know, radio waves are passing through the house. Um, I mean, it's not just that it's impractical. It's not that it's impractical. It's against the public good or whatever. Um, because, you know, states do seize people's property uh, yeah. for the greater good. Oh, we want to build an airport here, you know, whatever. Um, it's blocking some antennas signal, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, I think we have to understand, uh, is it going to be causing harm? Uh, yeah. now I'd have to do a lot more theorizing about that, you know, of a, you know taking a picture, so, you know, is it taking pictures of a naked woman? Um, does she? Well, that, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know. Um, yeah. uh, do, does she mind? Uh, <laughs> I think it's that's a real quagmire. But you know, that's yeah. the fun thing about libertarianism is it's law, and law is about finding out what's the right answer. How can we live together peacefully? Yeah. Um, so having grey areas, having really important questions like the one you've raised, yeah. uh, that's that's what it's all yeah. about. I think for the statist, it's like everyone kind of has their opinion on what the consequence should be and then seeks to legislate their opinion. Whereas the great yeah. thing is the more libertarian you are, the more you can say, well, do you know what? Maybe no individual really knows the perfect solution to that problem. But yeah. when you've got a market, different solutions can be tried out. And exactly. over time... 
the market works like a sieve for good ideas. Yeah. The bad ideas pour through and the good ideas remain and can get more widely adopted. So it has a yeah. massive advantage over legislating or central planning in the yeah. sense yeah. that you need to rely on the good judgment of the legislator who does not have the amount of information or opportunity for trial and error that all the actors in the market do. Yes, know? exactly. Yeah, uh, I have to be careful about uh, where, where we say um, um, you're, 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 you're finding out, well, for instance, Mises said that socialism doesn't work because uh, you can't find out the, the actual value of something, what mm. the entire market values, you know, about, about something. Yeah. Um, again, we have to keep law and morality distinguished mm. because just because, you know, every single judge um, is agreeing with something, that doesn't necessarily mean it's objectively good, mm. you know. Um, so, you know, we, we have to also allow for, you know, what different cultures think mm. is, is right and wrong. Yeah. But, you know, that, that makes people uncomfortable, again, because um, then you're saying, well, if a group of people want to choose to go to a Sharia court, mm. uh, they, they can Except do that. Very, and that's not, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, immediately, uh, feminists will not like that. Um, you know, I, I'm not especially fond of, um, of Islam, the teachings in the, the Quran and the Hadith myself at all. Um, you know, but can I say that's bad that a group of people who want to go to a Sharia court yeah. are, are doing so? I, I, can't, I can't impose that on them. Well, exactly. As long um, as they choose to do it voluntarily and no one's forced along to the Sharia court. Yeah. So, one of the things that you wanted to speak to us about was the rise of national mov nationalist movements at the moment and why you think that is. Mm. You know, the yeah. right is obviously, I mean, has gone from a tiny thing to a massive thing in yeah. probably about a year, maybe yeah. two years. The kids are all right. The kids are all right. Uh, and, um, and you wanted to talk a little bit about that movement and why you think it's surfaced mm. and also why libertarians are so interested in the alt right and alt right yeah. are to a degree interested in libertarians, although I have heard to an many extent. of their prominent figures slag us off as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, they, 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 they do. Um, you know, but I hear libertarians slagging them off, so and the, it raises the question, so why uh, have right libertarians and paleoconservatives and yeah. uh, fascists, you know, national socialists yeah. as well, why have all of these people, you know, broadly in the right, from the far right to, um, so, you know, just old so school conservatives. Yes. Why Why are we all such uh, buddies what's, now? What's the common the line? Yeah. So what, what, what's going on? And I, I think it's it's uh, primarily to do with, well, it, uh, nuts and bolts of it, actually. I think it's uh, to do with uh, white identity. I think it's I, I think it's like an ethno nationalistic thing um, as, as well. I think yeah, to an extent, it's a civic nationalistic thing. Um, so Brexit, uh, Donald Trump, uh, Le Pen uh, coming on. I, I think actually, really, those are those are civic uh, nationalistic um, movements. Uh, but you know, whether you, you know whether you it's it's people thinking more about white identity or or, or, or whatever. I think it's pretty much culture. I think I think it's people are afraid uh, for their culture and 
Um, the reason is because since the 1960s in the West, uh, we've seen the rise of cultural Marxism. Yeah. Uh, first, it, it conquered um, culture, um, really, uh, uh, media, I think it's best to say, uh, TV shows, you know, that sort of thing, um, yeah. Hollywood over time. And the um, academic establishment. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, professors, um, uh, what is it? I think there's the, the three Ps. What is it? Professors, politicians, and um, oh, I can't remember what the third P is. Basically, Hollywood and actors, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, I think since that has risen so markedly, uh, the political class are just going with what's vogue. What status quo? And as you said before, they rile people up. They're perfectly prepared yeah. to accept the divisions that form. Oh yeah, if a white person says this or that, uh, call them racist. Um, uh, and uh, what you've seen primarily is the the cultural Marxist ideology, which which really hates the West. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we, we've created modern capitalism, uh, and so much that uh, the left wants to see undone, wants to see destroyed in order for, you know, something to replace it. Um, mm -hmm. And so they're perfectly happy to see what's basically racism against, um, you know, we're British, so let, let's talk about British people. You know, if you want to have a union flag outside your shop because you're, you're proud to be British, well, that's considered to be some sort of crypto racism, mm -hmm. crypto fascism even. Yeah. Um, but since when? How, um, you know, uh, when I, you know, I'm I'm not even thirty yet, and that, what do I have to start saying? Well, when I was a boy, it wasn't like that. This has been right. very quick, um, mm. and I think uh, young men, uh, full of vigor, intelligent, well-read young men. It must be understood that the, the young men on the alt right; these are not just skinheads, yobos, no. not at all. These are well-read young men. They read Spengler, Evola, um, you know, classic writers, you know, people who are, you know, niche political writers, you know. Yeah. Uh, they read Hopper. They read Handel and Hopper, uh, Democracy, the God that Failed. Very well-read uh, young men. And um, they see the problem. They see that there is uh, corruption in the political art class and the national interests of, of uh, the people, you know, whether they do that uh, prim primarily ethnically or, or, or civically, you know, whether it's the color of your skin or the color of your passport. Um, mm. They see that there's an attack on their people, on their culture. I'm, and that, that's pretty much it. I think that's why there's so many right. young men no interested in, in the mm. They have the view that, you know, other cultures fought when they were under attack. Um, you know, the uh, African Americans have fought against the kind of, uh, you know, from starting from the Jim, Jim Crow laws after slavery onwards, yes. have fought to yes. extend their rights. And I guess they feel that they're under attack and now they're just doing what other, uh, every other ethnic group has been allowed to do which is to fight um to fight back for their culture when 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 their culture exactly. is under attack um yeah i think that if you uh, for example european nations and were the the first to to bar slavery slavery was still going yeah. on uh, long after that 
in Africa and in the Middle East, and yet yes. no one, no one cares to mention the fact that we were actually the first. No, apparently we we are the only guilty party, and it's the yeah. reason why we're the only guilty party because we're the only wealthy party. And there's this yes, exactly. because you know because we exactly. have wealth because because European nations in America are so successful, which is of course because they're comparatively free market. Not they could be more free market than they are, but their comparatively free market has allowed the accumulation of capital and for us to get very rich. But because Marxists don't really understand how nations become rich. They, they can only conceive that the reason why we are rich is because other places are poor. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'd agree basically with everything that you said. Um, uh, I, I do think it's interesting to note, though, why um, we're just so polite. We're so sort of... Mm. Um, I, I uh, discussed uh, with uh, a few uh, black friends, uh, Nigerian guys, Mm. And they said, why are British people, they're, they're, they're so liberal, they're stupid. Yeah. They said, yeah. no African country would help you guys out. Like, you know, us guys can come over here and you'll just help us out. What, how, what's wrong with you? Why do you put up with so much? Um, mm. I, I, think, I think there's something <laughs> about us where we're, um, we're just so, uh, Western societies are just almost so individualistic uh, mm. at times. We we don't um, we don't see any urgency. We don't get paranoid uh, and uh, xenophobic about yeah. defending culture uh, uh, and that kind of thing. And you know, I, I think there's um, genetic reasons for, for for why we're like that. Um, uh, but um, but you yeah, have it, it could hark back to your what you we're talking about the cultural Marxism in the academic, the academic uh, sector being dominated by cultural Marxist thought. And I think in many instances, young white men particularly are bombarded from a very early age about yes. why they're responsible for all the evils in the world. And I think it yes. comes up, it's like a rat in a corner, you know, it's like, finally, it's just going to go, look, I've had enough of this. I'm not responsible. You know, I didn't own slaves. None of my family owned Absolutely. slaves. You know, yeah. Uh, my, you know, yeah. My, my male privilege, you know, let me get this right. You know, my dad worked down a coal mine, never saw the light of day for days on end, you know, mm. risking his life every day. His life expectancy yeah. was half of that of Sylvia Pankhurst swanning around London in a big, you know, in a frock and a big hat, quaffing right. tea and sandwiches and having, you know, playing croquet with Lord and Lady Asquith. I mean, okay, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but you know, you get where I'm coming well, from. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All white people are privileged and they're all collectively yeah. responsible for the evils of the world. Whereas, you know, a, a black man who never was a slave, nobody in his family were slaves, yeah. Yeah. yet he is oppressed and somebody who never owned a slave is somehow privileged. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I'm kind of sick of that kind of... Yeah, one yeah. of the interesting things with the alt-right is they're not really, they don't seem to be really interested in trying to convince other people of their positions. They've, they're, they've mm. got a, they're, they're going That's out true. with a us versus them mentality. They're speaking to people who agree with them and saying, yes. look how wrong these other people are. 
and uh, we've got facts on our side, you know, about Absolutely. the gender pay gap, yeah. about all yeah. sorts of different things. And they're not really trying to mince their words and say to liberal people like, yeah, you know, you're really misconceived about this because uh, actually the facts are this. Yes, there are, you know, they could even be conciliatory. Yes, there are challenges that uh, black people and women face. Of course there is. There's challenges that everyone faces. But these particular, you know, they're, they're not going out, they're not really trying to convert other people. They're trying to create like a wall, uh, a solid yes. wall of zero resistance, which is if you say things we don't agree with, we're going for you. We're going with, for you for, with facts and we're going for you shoulder to shoulder. Yes. This person's an idiot. Yeah. This person's a cuck. This person's uh, yeah. a, you know. Um, well, I think they relish the pariah status. Mm. Yes. I think they like being, the idea is if, if these people over here hate Absolutely. us, yeah, then we're doing we're doing something right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, you're not being welcomed by the enemy. Yeah. The status uh, quo and everything is is not the enemy. Um, right. And uh, you know, you said it's us versus them. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, the reason they read Hopper on democracy is because it's, it's the best book on the subject, and they hate democracy. Um, you know, and I've, I've had libertarians I'm say, um, no, no, uh, I've had libertarians say, well, fascism would be better than democracy. At least my, uh, you know, interests would be better represented. You know, I've heard people say that. But, you know, the alt right, when, when, they, when they think about democracy, they say the same things we do, the exact same things that we do. With democracy, you end up with an equilibrium being established where you've got the red versus blue, and it's a big fat joke. It's a big mm -hmm. fat screw you to everyone. You vote yeah. for one side, okay, and they're, they're a bit more socialistic than the other one. But what do they do? They create a working class which is entirely dependent. They like a nice dependent working class who are going to come back and they're going to vote for you every time. So it's votes for them. They don't care yeah. about the working class yeah. as, as yeah. their people. You know, they're not and interested they're... in looking after their own you know, I love you as working class. You know, my grandparents were working class. Um, uh, so uh, the other thing is, uh, it's okay, so they want them to be dependent. Basically on money, they're going to get off the middle class. Right, right. And then they bring in um, immigrants to do the jobs that the working class are perfectly capable of doing. This is mm. why there's so much anger from the working mm. class. And we say exactly the same things as libertarians. We say the same things. So that's why we're friendly on that point. Okay, the other group, the middle class, the other group that the political class screw over. Um, okay, so uh, gone is the time when we have these lovely family units in mm. the middle class, which keeps the demographic all stable, keeps the future bright, again, for our people. Um, and, uh, you know, the women are working, you know, well into their 30s. And by the time they think, oh, no, I should, have, I, should have, I should have had a kid. Actually, I want a kid. What have I done? Mm. Um, they're a bit too late, for, you know, I'm sad to say it, genuinely sad to say it, because, you know, I know people like this, it's a very saddening thing. And it, it can ruin the second half of these women's lives, really. It can leave them feeling completely unfulfilled. Um, and, uh, you know, both for both the working class and the middle class, then, the situation is we've got this Keynesian consumerist economy and it's just running away. We need two 
two wages, two wage cows, basically, in every family for the state to uphold the whole blooming thing. And, um, um, you know, the men, the men are kept down. There's a strong, you know, feminism. Men are basically um, stupid and you know, we never felt so disposable in our lives, easily divorced, um, all the rest of it. So there's that whole argument as well. Yeah. Femi feminists versus the Stefan Molyneux of, of the world and the MGTOW people and all of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so we're basically getting screwed. Uh, I wrote mm -hmm. an article, I said that the democracy spit roasts uh, the middle class pretty much, but the working class too. Mm. Uh, our people, basically. You know, we don't need to be divided into classes. It's stupid, yeah. really, when you think about it. And uh, that's why this is nationalistic sentiment. That's why libertarians feel that way. That's why so many on the alt-right feel that way. We feel that our political class is not benevolent. It doesn't represent us. Yeah. It's happy to represent interest groups and lobbies they want to use our tax money, go and start wars abroad, uh, keep their businesses from going bankrupt like any other business should. Um, and so we have crony capitalism and we have a form of socialism that is designed to screw over our, our people, basically, the nation. And people yeah. don't want that. We want things to be better for our children. Really, deep down, we want to have children. We want we want um, families and things like that. And people are kept asleep. You know, well, how does this happen? Are we so weak? Are we so weak then? Well, in some ways, we kind of are. Uh, yeah. We let the, the, the threat of, oh, you're sexist. Oh, uh, you're racist because you're proud of, what, a union flag? We let all of this get to us. We're so worried about, oh, being impolite. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Sir. They walk all over us. And we've had enough of the political class keeping us down. And, right. you know, my worry is it could be violent. Right. Um, well, well, touching on that, uh, on the more extreme edges, I mean, not even alt-right, you know, the actual far right. Government just recently announced that it's going to ban uh, national, national action, action, which is the latest yes. incarnation yes. of, uh, yeah. of, of right-wing groups. Uh, yeah extremely um extremely rabid you know anti-semitic racist yes. uh, and nationalistic group who are yes. getting a lot of young guys to join them because they, they look sure you know visually they they, they look uh that you know they look uh com compelling to a lot of you know angry young uh, white men and yeah. they, the government's decided to ban these guys they know they, they have i i don't know what their their manifesto is but i know that they've Online, they've, they've endorsed the killing of Joe Cox and said, you know, that she deserved it and, and that kind of mm. stuff. And they, they, they say some pretty vile things, but right. where are we going when we when the government bans this organisation? Mm. That's not going. Is that going to help or is that going to exacerbate the problem and make them even more violent if they can't find? Yeah, it? And the, the other thing is yeah. they say, obviously we have the truth. Obviously, otherwise they wouldn't be trying to ban us. You know, they, we, we, uh, why would they be trying to shut us up if they weren't afraid of what we had uh, to say? Yeah, and that yeah. just that yeah. just really empowers these groups. Yeah. Uh, whether it's um, you know um, some revisionist accounts of yeah. history which aren't. Uh, accurate or you know it makes them feel like they're the victims of a conspiracy even more than they already do feel that way and actually empowers them yeah 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 and, and again it's this you're you're right and I, I feel like those kinds of attitudes although you, you know you're more of an authority on this than, than i am 
come from a place of reaction. Well, you know, I'm like your your rat in a cage. Well, look, I'm sick of being treated, and the, the, the rat bites you in the end because it's sick of being mistreated. Um, and that's what you're talking about, the acquiescence, the, the oh, yeah, just, you know, you, you said that your um, black friend said, you know, why why aren't you guys more, why do you guys put up with this? Why aren't you so tough? I think mm. that, I think your, exa your example of we've, we've been too scared of being called racist and sexist, yeah. I think those words have actually lost their impact. And only in the last they year. Have. Because yeah. I remember yeah. going back about five years or something like that, I had a run-in with some rad femmes on right. uh, Facebook, and they were they they actually cyberbullied me, genuinely. Um, Absolutely. And 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 I would and this actually was quite traumatic. I hate to say, and it made me really careful about what I posted on Facebook. Yes, for like absolutely. Years. Yep. It took yep. me years to get over it. If, of course, if that happens now, it's just like, ha, lol, you said racist. Obviously, you can't make a proper argument if you're going to attack my character. People have actually, the, the speed at which this radical feminist social justice warrior has come up, got to Zenith, met a reaction, just like Hegel's dialectic, you know, there's a movement yeah. and there's a counter movement. The alt-right has basically sprung up in reaction to yeah. these social justice warriors and in and, and a row. And, you know, I think you were saying, why are we so interested in them and then so interested in us? It's more like the enemy of the, my enemies, my friends, because from us as libertarians, it's not as often been... Uh, oh, you're a racist or a sexist. It's more being like, you don't care about the poor. Oh, you don't care about this. You don't care about that. And the frustration of going, well, look, wait a minute. It's you who doesn't actually care because if you yes. look at the data before the institution of the big government programs and the welfare state, poverty yes. was massively on the decline. Then you introduced the big government and the welfare state and such and such happened. Before we had nationalized healthcare, you had all these friendly societies that almost everyone in the country, like 90, 80, 90% of people were a member of friendly societies. And the Flintstones, yeah. Fred and Barney, go out to meetings of their friendly society. And at the time that came out, everyone would have recognized what they were going to. Now you, so you you care more about looking like you care yeah. about the part exactly. than you actually care about what, policies have been demonstrated to help the poor and I think that kind of sense of outrage of being personally attacked for views is what's fueling this um, new movement which is a counterculture mm. and also the feeling that yeah. we've just kind of uh, committed suicide or something like that you know mm. the state increases and increases we're taxing more and more uh, we go over to other people's we waste money going over to other people's countries on the other side of the world killing them then letting the then letting as many people from the same regions of the world as possible come in here, not suspecting that maybe a small percentage of them, but significant enough, might actually yeah. want to get revenge on us for for that. And the, and the, the you know the, the amount of money we pour into the prisons, uh, putting people away for victimless crimes, just shitting money away. Um, 
and and every conceivable every con yeah. it's like we're we're some we're this sense that we've just been masochists, you know. So pick an answer, pick an answer out of all that. Yeah, yeah. go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I just felt like I, I had a lot yeah. to expiate there. Yeah, okay, yeah. So well, so that, I mean, that's exactly it, isn't it? There's a lot of energy to get out. There's yeah. a lot of stuff yeah. that's pent up. You know, you're not you're, yeah. you're not the only one. Um, and, yeah. and, and, and people want something they can get behind. Basically, they want someone who's going to represent them because they have been shat on. You're absolutely right. So, you yeah. know, the working class wants someone to represent them. UKIP, you know, for a while, said they were going to do that a bit more. So UKIP was yeah. pulling from Labour just as much as it was anywhere else. Yeah, sure. um, you know, and the alt-right uh, are, are pulling from, from, from everywhere. You know, the, the internet yeah. is a wonderful tool. So we yeah. can look up and, like you say, we can see, oh, hold on a minute. White people didn't invent slavery. In fact, we ended it. And in fact, the worst um, atrocities in terms of slave trade were committed against us by the Ottoman Empire. That's why we've got these castles all along the coast going right up to I mean, England, because for, yeah. for hundreds of years, millions of European children were stolen from the shores of Europe. And you know, we're not, we're not, none of that's mentioned. We're not asking for reparations from Turkey no. or wherever are we? Um, because you know we can we can um, we can handle ourselves basically, but only so long as we are strong. So only so long as there is some sort of um, national, and I don't mean in terms of nation state. I mean in some in terms of some sort of national solidarity that we show that we we care about each other in in, in a communal sort of sense, in a in almost a kind of. Um, um, familial sense, you know, that sort of coming together that people felt uh, during yes. World, World War II when people used to have more so when, uh, you know, we lived in smaller smaller communities. Um, well, but a lot of that has been lost. And so we want someone who's going to be representing us. We want to be a part of something where we don't feel as though we are going to be just, you know, having shit rolling down the hill upon us all the time. Someone's going to care. Someone yeah. in our country, he's, he's one of us, he's going to care for us. Things are going to get better. That's people want. What's what people want, and people people know enough to to not be a victim anymore. Yeah, I mean, just just quickly, what the the implications? Just to get back to the thing I've mentioned, the implications of banning national action and the government deciding who. Yeah. Is, I mean, they've, they've basically labelled them a terrorist organisation. Yeah. What's the? It's not. Pre, it's not unprecedented. They've done it before with Sinn Fein. What's the, what's yeah. the implications yeah. for liberty? on that is it concerning well yeah i mean i'm concerned um you know just to be um completely open you know I, i've written articles about libertarianism and, and nationalism before you know i've written about um what walter block uh, i think i mentioned this already walter block calls the socio-biological boundaries to uh, libertarian society and they're things like um you need a, a broadly homogeneous society in order to have a high trust society in order to have you know real capitalism take place have a community spirit charity things like that um so uh, nationalism uh, is in in some ways is, is kind of necessary you kind of need that um uh, that spirit if you like in order to have uh, a high functioning libertarian society you know so i've written stuff like this um, and, and and people could, you know, easily then come along and say, oh, well, this guy's racist because he, you know, said he would prefer a homogeneous society for, you know, a libertarian society to even come into existence in the first place, you know, free right. society. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm worried 
uh, I'm not a, a racist. I'm, I'm a racialist. You know, we're talking about the difference there. I, I believe races do exist. Um, you know, they're just they're just clusters of gene variations that are unique yeah. to uh, to certain people. You know, and that can be manifested obviously in physical appearance and and stuff like that. And uh, it's you know it's very important. Doctors understand it when they're prescribing medication, so it's a very real thing. Um, uh, but I'm not a racist, you know, we were saying before, but, you know, it's absurd, the idea that there could be an objective scale upon which to measure which race is better, because, of course, better at what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we make jokes of each other and we laugh, you know, when we get together and there's groups of people from different ethnic backgrounds and you know we, we we laugh ha 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 there aren't as many africans in the olympic swimming and they laugh ha ha there aren't as many white people in the olympic running you know we well, make these jokes about each other um, proven the, the athletics organization is racist against yeah. whites obviously yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it is, it is a joke it's silly and we can all see it we all get it we all know it's there um but uh, then to start actually, you know, being a white, straight man and then making comments about this, you know, yeah, I'm afraid, you know, that uh, the political class is going to pander to the cultural Marxist status quo and say, well, okay, this guy needs to be shut up. There needs to be some sort of punishment. Again, it's their morality being imposed on us. Um, it's not law. It's not lawful in any rational sense. It's their morality, it's their ideology. They want to enforce it, they want to impose it. Uh, you know, just as the left did in the various horrific uh, failures, which were the socialist experiments of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. And they're continuing, they're still at it. Uh, they, they do it, you know, we all some sort of, um, oh, what is it, uh, a climate change uh, denialist. I'm not very informed about that subject so it's, i can't really comment more, but uh, calling and mudslinging it is uh, but it's yeah. but it's 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 so anti our culture we're supposed to be for debate where yeah. there is room for debate we allow for debate but it's and not we like our culture that. anymore yeah. it's not our culture anymore if that's not what people in this society are preaching well you know what i mean that, well so now we've that's got a culture we now so being a social justice warrior is part of our culture you know i'm not saying art when i say art i mean you and i i'm not sure how much i agree with you on on sort of nationalism. I think, mm -hmm. in a sense, racism is a crude form of collectivism where you're judging all individuals that belong to a certain race by their um, affiliation to that race rather than as individuals. Yeah. I kind of think yes. as, uh, of nationalism as giving individuals because they're members of a certain group ethnic or geographic credit unearned like i feel like being for I, I don't have anything against people being nationalistic but i feel but i who cares what i feel i think <laughs> that uh, that nationalism well, the half of the time is um like out of an impulse to want to feel uh, part of something which yeah. is fine everyone wants that I and mean, there's lots of ways that we can get that though through work through collaborating with others through creating a podcast through you know we get a feeling of being uh, but I feel like people who are very drawn to it it's kind of like substitute identity 
and yeah, a lot of cases I get for you. people I get you. who don't I get really you. know yeah. who they themselves are. It's surrogate. <laughs> yeah. It's surrogate yeah. individuality, you know. And half of the time, it's taking credit for stuff yes. that people did before you were even born. Oh, we beat them in that war or that football game. Yes, yes, no, you yes, didn't. yes, yeah. Yeah. None of you people who are saying you beat those people were even born or on the football pitch playing the game, or you didn't beat anyone, right? Absolutely. Stop yeah. taking credit yeah. for other people's work. What yes. I do think is needed is, um, and this is where you know I think culture is important, is the correct values, uh, which may be more prevalent in European nations, uh, which is respect for individual rights, ideas like the separation of church and state, the golden rule or something comparable to the golden rule, which do as you've been mm. done by, uh, um, you know, don't hit people, don't take their stuff, all of those kinds of social technologies. If yes. this is a merely cultural or sorry, if this is, if this phenomenon of having these values can be tied to race, we are in mm. big trouble because I think we, we really need to be uh, be hoping that we can educate as many people as possible on the true history and the success of these values in creating the kind of societies that become more prosperous and that we would want to live in. Uh, I'm hoping yes, that we can educate yes. people on that and certainly when I became a libertarian no one in Scotland that I ever met had even heard the term, whereas now even people who disagree with it at least know what a libertarian is, which yeah. makes me think that things are going in the right direction. Yes, yeah. I think a part of that is to do with the media as well. You know, you have uh, yeah. people mentioning libertarianism, or whether for better or worse, you know, uh, Theresa May mentioned uh, libertarian rights recently. Uh, yeah, to, ki to, kind of, to kind of condemn them, you know, as being factoids yeah. or, you know, whatever she was really getting at. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Libertarianism—it's uh, a bad thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know. Or um, or Ron Swanson. In, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's the thing—they used to ignore so, us. Now they write yeah. articles about how stupid we are, which is fucking. Yeah, Please I know. The more you write articles, yeah, us all up, publicity. The more people will yeah. look. You know, the more people look into it, yeah, yeah. the better ideas. Can I, can I yeah, yeah. yeah. All publicity is good publicity. Just to bring this. Is it possible that what we're witnessing here with the, the, the resurgence of or the resurgence of the, of the alt-right, are we possibly witnessing the last death throes of the nation state itself? I don't yeah, know. Could, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon so. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that ties in with uh, what, what you were saying before about what, and, and why um, people are being na nationalistic or, you know, why libertarians uh, feel yeah. more nationalistic. Um, and uh, I, I think that's because, um, not because, not because, and I, and I know, you know, there are about to be a bunch of skinhead guys who are maybe not, you know, the brightest in the bunch, and they want to over-associate, over basically, with certain groups. They want to... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're, you're one of the bright ones, obviously. Um, yeah, they, they, they want to over-associate. Uh, they want to be a part of the group because otherwise, you know, it's the same reason they support the state because they feel weaker, they'd feel, so they'd be at disadvantage if they have to just be themselves and they've got to speak the for train, themselves. Really. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think so. But um, no, I, I think uh, libertarians are becoming more nationalistic, not for that reason. Actually, I think it's for subjective reasons, not for, for any collectivist reasons. Um, so it's, it's not so much, oh, uh, Mozart was white. 
Mm. Um, if I say, yeah, I'm, I'm white, then I'm getting sort of Mozart's credit. It's not quite like mm. that. It's more, I um, value libertarian principles. So, yes, yes. So the rule <clears throat> of law, things like that. Now, that those systems of Western law, they're unique to the West. Yeah. They, 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 they're unique to European people. You know, and, and so they say, okay, well, there's a, there's a reason um, ninety-five percent of libertarians are, are, are white, um, and you know, it can tie into race in, in a weird sort of way. Although obviously not all white people are libertarians, but you know, they, they sort of say, well, okay, it's within those cultures, it's within those societies. But libertarianism even has arisen at all to affect institutions mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's because we're descended from uh, the Indo-Europeans who had libertarian, uh, egalitarian aristocracies, uh, and they function very well. That's the reason why it took a long time for states to come into existence at all yeah. in Europe. And even then, uh, you know, they're pretty weak at first, and they had to grow in power over time, slowly, slowly, slowly encroaching on other institutions and uh, basically infringing upon property rights, um, which were, you know, the... Um, sacred if you like mm-hmm. um and um so they say okay okay so this is this is what european civilizations are all about okay i don't want to see western civilization fall crumble you know whatever yeah. um i don't like the 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 attacks on uh, our people if you like all all of this all of this and so they say well we've got to um stand up for it uh, be a part of the fight back and okay well that's um that's perfectly fine. They do it for a subjective reason for their children. Okay, well, that's fine. But where does that leave us libertarians or, you know, people with other differing views who want their views to be best represented? And they're not by these very large nation states um, who, you know, kind of just throw somewhat one fifty-two percent of what people are thinking, um, what, what they've had to say, they, they they just make their policies based on that, leaving yeah. everyone else just pissed off basically and feeling completely misrepresented. Um, and you know that's that's why the European Union is falling. It's because uh, it, it's it's not it's not it doesn't sit well with European people. You know, given the kind of cultures we end up producing, it doesn't sit well to have um, these far off um institutions uh, that yeah. are going to just send someone over and tell us what we're doing we prefer yeah. a much smaller scale of things and historically we have reverted back to these city states and uh, micro nations and yeah. and all the rest of it and, and and they tend to function a lot better you know and, yeah. and it's in it's in those kinds of societies in that massively de- decentralized uh, sort of community if you like uh, that yeah, you yeah. you see um, the libertarian uh, or the leaning towards libertarian ideals that we have, mm. cultural reasons or whatever, yes. um, coming out in people. People yeah, see yeah. a lot better and they feel they can take a bit more control over how they're governed. And then they mm. start doing things like caring about, okay, well, what's the demographic in my area? And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, well, well, you know, why should uh, feminism be saying all of this kind of thing? It needs to be right up close and personal because Europeans are very individualistic. Mm-hmm. So it needs, it needs to be right up, you know, that's why we're a bit more libertarian. So it needs yes. to be right up close and personal yeah. for it to slap us in the face before we start doing something. And that's why I think Hopper is a genius. Saying, um, well, we'd be better off having covenant communities, <laughs> right. much, much smaller, much, much more localized, much, much more decentralized. 
uh, and I think that would sit a lot better for Europeans. Yes, and um, I, I fear that we're running out of time. Perhaps we can have a whole, <laughs> dedicate a whole conversation to common communities in the future. So we have yeah, got that um, idea of that strand of liberalism, classic liberalism, being a Western tradition dating back to the, the Enlightenment and the, the Scottish Enlightenment. Um, yes. <clears throat> where people were re-looking at the societal structures and saying, you know, we should apply our reason to these structures yeah. Yeah. and um, rather than accept them just because they've always been there. Now, one of those, um, the historian, the, probably the most prominent historian of classical liberalism, Ralph Rako, has just died recently. Yes. And uh, we're sorry to hear the news. I really enjoyed some of Ralph Rako's presentations on YouTube. One, one for anyone listening, they might want to check out is the history of the Industrial Revolution and the mm. social policies of Otto von Bismarck. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. And another one is just called Liberalism. Um, so yeah. um, I'm sorry for the loss of Ralph Rako. He he was a youngster hanging around Ludwig von Mises and. Uh, those who have had contact with those who have gone before us are uh, an aging population. So um, we, we, we've lost another one of the old guards, but um, rest in peace. Yeah, it's a good historian. Yeah, big loss. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, Rick. Is there anything you'd oh, like no, to Oh, no, thank you so much. Before you go, um, tell, give people their critical details. So if they want more of that libertarian chap, they know where to find you and what they can get. Yeah, just uh, search on YouTube for that libertarian chap or, you know, I've got a Facebook page, fairly, fairly recent. I managed to put one together. That's going pretty well. Um, and uh, from the Facebook page, you'll be able to see when I write articles and in uh, various magazines, some of which are actually alt-right publications, I'll have you know. Oh, really? uh, yeah, I know. Um, and uh, yeah, so you can see all of that. And hopefully I'll be uh, getting back into the swing of having uh, a podcast or at least uh, doing more more interviews again now that I'm back in Blighty. Lovely. Can I, can I just ask, are, yeah. are you chap? And does how does chap differ from hipster? <laughs> oh, well, there's, a, there's, there's obviously a market difference. Uh, can you not? Can you not see from my beard the difference? Um, Is hipster basically a ripoff of chap? I think hipster is a little bit of of, of a ripoff. Hipster isn't grounded in anything. Right. It, it, it uh, surprised itself uh, on not being grounded. Why has it lasted so long? I thought we've reached peak hipster at least 10 years ago, but they still seem to keep marching on. It's quite an interesting point that you made, which you said, I don't think hipster is really grounded on everything, given our chat, yes. uh, our talk today, because I think the big difference between yes. the libertarians and the alt-right is alt-right isn't mm. a defined philosophy. The yes. Do, do not have a defined philosophy. They've got a constellation of ideas yeah. with no real underlying principles, whereas libertarians yeah. tend to be very big on underlying principles. They might not always agree on the interpretation and the application mm. of all those principles, but it is a mar market difference. <laughs> uh, so that that was quite a good point to bring yeah, up. Um, yeah. And if I can so, just say one last yeah. point, sorry to interrupt you, but so, that that is why the alt right is interested in libertarianism, because right, right. libertarianism is the uniqueness of the West. It's mm. our unique system of law that we have, right. our unique rationalising about law. 
and that's that that is that is fundamental to western culture and so that's why they're so interested in them that's how they get into these ideas okay great well thank you so much once more if you've got anything okay. to say out there at home please leave a comment i'm sure rick will get the chance to respond to you at some point and so will we until then be libertarians don't be righty <laughs> or lefty thanks very much thank you. <laughs>